rule number one of creating a content strategy is you've got to know who you're creating the content for. Once you know who you're creating the content for, then you're able to figure out where that content needs to live and figure out what sort of trigger words those individuals need to hear in order to take the action that you are needing them to take. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pili, and welcome to episode 104 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. For this episode, we're talking about what a content strategy is, why you need one, and how to create one for your brand. Every week, I get asked some variation of the question, where do you get all your content ideas? Well, the short answer is, I have a content strategy. Not a content calendar, but a content strategy. As a business owner, I've learned that I need to create content that not only attracts my ideal clients, but also converts them. So how do you figure out what to post and where? My approach to producing content is driven by my content strategy and ultimately by my business goals. Today, we'll dive into a few steps you can take to create a content strategy of your own. As a reminder, this series of episodes is recorded during our weekly Instagram Live. So from time to time, you may hear me responding to comments from the audience or hear the voice of someone I've invited to come on live with me. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories we share on the show can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script as I share how you can create a content strategy of your own. We're talking about content strategy. We're talking about why it is that your business or personal brand needs a content strategy. So if you looked at the post I had for this IG Live, I talked about the fact that having a content planner is not the same thing as having a content strategy. If you follow me on Instagram, chances are you know that I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have a business where I provide business strategy consulting to small and medium-sized businesses. You know that I love DIY and you know that I have a podcast. Now, I don't share all of these things because I love sharing. I do, but I'm sharing all of those with a purpose. I'm sharing all of that so that when my ideal customer comes across it, it piques their curiosity. They either want to figure out and learn more about who I am. They want to dive deeper into what it is I have to offer, or they want to purchase one of the consulting services I have, listen to my podcast. I have a reason for posting the content I do post online, on Instagram, specifically on my podcast. So I think it's always amazing when I have DM conversations with my ideal client and they tell me how they first came across me and they tell me it's because a specific piece of content that I put out there really caught their attention and really was able to draw them in. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about having a content strategy and why you need it. It's something that's constantly going to be evolving. It's something that you constantly need to adjust as you figure out who your ideal client is and as that ideal client switches. It takes a lot of effort 
to create content. Are any of you content creators? Exactly. You know it takes time to create whatever it is your art is. If you're taking pictures, if you are writing poetry that you're sharing snippets of online, it takes a lot of effort for you to create all of that content. So at the end of the day, you need some sort of a return for it. And a content strategy is something that's going to help you get there. So what is a content strategy? A content strategy is simply a plan that you have in place to use all of your assets. So your assets in this case could be your imagery, your photography, your graphics, your blog posts, podcasts, like in my case, video. Video is a very important asset right now, a very high converting asset. So it's a plan that you're going to use to take that content and use it to position yourself as an expert in whatever industry and position yourself as an expert in a way that your ideal clients are going to be attracted to and at the end of the day are going to convert for. By convert, I mean they're going to take whatever action you are looking for them to take. So that conversion point could be you're looking for them to purchase a course from you. It could be that you're looking, you're an influencer and you're looking for them to buy your shirt or buy your sweater, whatever you're, you're selling. It could be, in my case, I have consulting services. I would like everyone to purchase from me, everyone that's within my ideal client list. When I create content, it needs to have that sort of a return. It's interesting that a lot of people will put a lot of effort into you know, making a beautiful Instagram feed and at the end of the day, they have nothing to show for all of their efforts. One, I don't think those people are doing this full-time because how can you be doing this as your full-time job but not making any money, not having a return of your investment? So you really have to think about what are you getting in return for everything you're doing? Really, this could be a hobby for you. And the joy that you get from producing the content is seeing people consume the content. But that is also an ROI of a content strategy is that you're able to get people to take action, click the link to go to your blog post or click the link to or liking the post that you put out there. But to begin with, you've got to you've got to have a plan in motion to get that result that you're looking for. So that's what we're going to be going over today. Now, we've covered what is a content strategy, right? So it's just your plan of attack. It's your plan of action. After that, you have to decide what are you going to use those assets for? So the assets we talked about were the images, blog posts, things of that nature. But in order for you to start to create that content strategy for yourself, you need to know who you are creating it for because you've got to speak the right language, right? You've got to understand where the people that you would like to convert, where they live and what they say, what what appeals to them, what kind of language appeals to them, what problems are they having, and is whatever you're offering them actually a solution to the problem that they're having? You have to have that lined up first and foremost, because if you are apples talking to oranges, it's never going to mesh well and it's never going to connect and people aren't going to take the action that you need them to take. So rule number one of creating a content strategy is you've got to know who you're creating the content for. Once you know who you're creating the content for, then you're able to then 
figure out where that content needs to live and figure out what sort of trigger words those individuals need to hear in order to take the action that you're, you are needing them to take, right? So that's step one, step two of creating a content strategy for yourself. Then next we've on this show or on my podcast, we've talked about the customer journey. So number one, having an, an ideal customer mapped out. And then number two, knowing what journey they take in order to get to the point where they find you and they purchase from you or they take whatever action from you. So you need to be able to map that path for your ideal customer. And the key here with a content strategy is you need to place different kinds of content at every point in their journey. So I like to make things concrete and I'll use myself as an example here. As you know, I host the She's Off Script podcast and this podcast is the top of my funnel. We've talked about funnels on this podcast before and a funnel is essentially how people find you at the widest point and how you get them to the point where they are in your world and willing to purchase from you or take whatever action. So the podcast is the way most people find me. It's interesting. I was having a DM conversation with someone who listens to this podcast. It's so timely because it came right before this live, but she told me that she found my podcast at a time where she was looking for inspiration and there was one particular episode that connected with her and I mean, she was just hooked and listened from that point on. And she's been amazing. I, I always see her in the comments, in the DMs. And there are lots of stories like that that come across where I know who my ideal customer is and I know what sort of content they're looking for. So as a result, that is what I put out there. At the top of my funnel, people find me through this podcast. And if you look at the Tuesday episodes of the show, you'll see episodes like Five Ways to Get Re-Inspired because this is the time we live in where people need a little bit of inspiration. They need to figure out how to pull themselves out of the slump because there's a lot going on and people want to figure out how do I get myself reinvigorated to achieve the goals that I set out to achieve at the beginning of the year. So I put out a podcast episode about that. I put out a podcast episode about three steps to creating a personal brand. And a lot of these have a call to action tied to it, right? So the call to action is a simple sell. For example, on the episode about how to create a personal brand, I have a personal brand building guide, a roadmap to building your own personal brand. In particular, if you are working a nine to five and you've never ventured to create a live or a public personal brand for yourself, this is something that my ideal client needed. So it's a call to action on that episode. So you have to think about creating that, that breadcrumb path for your ideal customer to follow. So when you think about, okay, this is the path that they're taking to find me. First, I have to attract them. And in your world, the way you attract them might be a blog post where you have put in the right keywords, the right titles. So when people are on Google and they're searching for a solution to whatever problem and goes into the solution to their problem, then they think, oh, this person's an expert. And then at the end of your blog post, you have some sort of a call to action for them to take a next step to go deeper in with you because the customer journey has a lot of has a lot to do with people having awareness that they have a problem and then going out to do research. Think about how you find your favorite tools and resources that you used. You went and researched to figure out 
is this the right bet or is this the right um, resource or tool for me to use? And you probably case them for a little bit. You read reviews, you follow the person, and you make sure that they are in fact the person for you. So when you bring someone into your world, you need to create content that is going to convince them. If you looked at, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen the carousel post I put up. A lot of people are looking for different streams of income right now, and they're just tired of the whole get rich quick scheme that they see out there. And they want to be able to control the way they make that extra stream of income because let's be frank, the economy is rough right now and people are getting laid off and or being asked to take pay cuts. And so the prospect of being able to take your own expertise from the corporate world and turn it into a consulting practice that you can do on the side perhaps is appealing to people. So the carousel post was about the ways that you can establish yourself as an expert online. And that post is done very well because people want to know, how do I do that? And Believe it or not, that carousel post started as a podcast episode. So that's a different conversation, I would say, about repurposing your content. But I know that people within my ideal customer group consume information in different ways. Not all of them may have time to sit down and listen to a podcast. So I've taken the liberty of taking the podcast episode from a live where it started went into a podcast episode so that people can consume it as they can consume it. And then I've also turned it into a carousel Instagram post with a long form caption so people can consume in that way. But that has all been done thoughtfully because at the end of that, my call to action was the fact that I am going to be launching an accelerator for people working a nine to five or anyone really who wants to create an additional stream of income using expertise they already have, but they want to use that expertise to consult to resolve other people's problems. But how do you do that? That's exactly the question the accelerator would answer and the problem it would resolve for them. So the call to action on that post was, if you're interested, apply for the accelerator. It's launching in a month. So you have to think about, am I being thoughtful about the content I put out there? Is there some sort of an action I'm driving people towards? Or am I just posting because it's beautiful? which that absolutely can be the point of your posting. But at the same time, if you're looking to make an income, you have to make sure that you're posting purposeful content. After you attract them, you need to convert them. And it's really converting them to kind of a smaller ask that's easy for them to open themselves up to. So in my case, it was having a downloadable guide for people to consume. At that point, they're going to be on my email list and I can nurture them from that point, or I can invite them to follow me on Instagram where I share helpful tips. I, I engage with people in the, in the DMs, or they can see behind the scenes of my life in the comments or in the stories rather. And it's an opportunity for them to get to know me, not only to get to know me, but also to figure out if they can trust me. And then also to figure out if I in fact have the tools, skills, resources to be the solution for their problem. But for me on the other side of the spectrum, I need to be ready to invite people in, right? So we've already had another episode about how to make a great first impression on potential or future clients. So when people arrive into my world, 
I need to have resources ready and available for them. They need to be accessible. And when they make the the decision that they do, in fact, want to take the next step and work with me, I have to make it easy for them to work with me, right? I have to have a great path to this is my course, this is my service. And so, by the way, if you are interested in joining the Consulting Accelerator, sewaajpele.com forward slash services, and you can find all the services, including the accelerator. Now, I know I've gone through a lot here and the process of creating a content strategy is not a one-time thing. It's not something you're going to do overnight, but you have to be very thoughtful about it. So you saw all the different components of a strategy and when you actually sit down to work on each of those components, it takes work, it takes practice, it takes know-how, but garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you don't put in the right amount of time to creating that strategy for yourself, the output is not is not going to be exactly what you need it to be. So you need to be mindful of the kind of content you're creating, who you're creating it for, and making sure that you have some sort of a resource on the other end of that funnel so that there's an exchange. So once people are comfortable with that easy exchange of their email address, and then you've nurtured them, then you're ready to convert them for a bigger ask because they're more comfortable with you at that point. And then retention is going to be the key at the end of the road. It's easier to keep someone and keep them happy than it is to go out and bring someone entirely new into your world and put in all the work to get them comfortable with you. So you see how much work it takes to create and be intentional about the content. So we already know, I already saw your hearts acknowledging that it's difficult to create quality content. But once you create that quality content, how do you make it work for you? You don't want it to sit on the shelves collecting dust. You want it to work for you in a meaningful way. So here's my ask of you all. I do have a VIP content strategy offering. So same sewajpelly.com forward slash services. And we can schedule a VIP day, 15 minute chat to see what you're trying to accomplish with your content strategy and whether or not the service I offer is going to be a good fit for you. But if it is, this is going to be six hours of us sitting together and figuring out what should your content strategy be? What kind of content should you be creating and how do you get people to convert so that they actually take the action you need them to take because ultimately social media is fun but this is a borrowed space that i use to market myself market my business market the content that i'm putting out there and i want it to be an effective use of my time now there are times where i am just scrolling and looking at my favorite style bloggers and seeing what they're wearing so that i can spend money I shouldn't be spending. But for the most part, this is a part of my marketing strategy. So I want to make sure that I am executing with precision and that everything I'm doing is making sense in the long run for my business, because this is all an exchange of time, energy, and resources. So I want to make sure for you all, if you're on social media and you're hoping to use social media to promote your brand, to promote your business, let me help you make sure that this is the best use of your time. At the end of the day, this is a community where we want to see each other succeed. We want to be able to lift each other up. So let's do that via being sure that we're posting intentional content. So 
that was a lot that I had for you all today. I see here. So Tola, you said, I'm trying to be a consistent content creator, but it's hard. What makes it hard? What do you think makes it difficult for you to stay consistent with creating your content? And then I'll, I'll pose another just general question out there. When you all are posting content on social media, do you currently have a content strategy that you're following? Or is it really a random assortment of, I think this is cool content to post. I think I find it interesting. Maybe someone else will find it interesting. What has been your approach so far? All right. So that's what I had for you all today. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.